Have you heard that the nurse practitioner career path is totally exploding in terms of job growth and opportunity in 2017? Well, I need to talk to you about this right here on episode 91 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of The Nurse Keith Nation. Yes, this is episode 91, and the show notes can be found at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 91. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here every week to share education, inspiration, and ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Podcast Network over at PulseMediaNetwork.com. We've added the Gluten-Free RN recently with Nadine Grzyzkowiak. Head over to PulseMediaNetwork.com to check out the Gluten-Free RN and the four other shows on the network. There's more coming, more people working on their podcasts, getting ready to launch. It's going to be an awesome year at Pulse Media Network, and I want you to be part of it. So check out Nadine, look her up in iTunes, and subscribe. She is awesome. Meanwhile, you know you can find Nurse Keith Coaching on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., etc. So check me out over there. And again, if you want to find the show notes for this episode, head over to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 91. Well, I'm super excited about today's topic, so I'm not going to bore you with anything else right now. We're going to jump right in and I'll give you some messages, some further messages at the end of the episode. So let's talk about nurse practitioners, and advanced practice registered nurses. So, you know, with 2017 launching, I've realized that we haven't talked about nurse practitioners and APRNs that much here on the show, and I haven't really dedicated an actual episode to NPs. And you know what? That's changing because nurse practitioners are on the ascendant, as they say, and things are just taking off. Things are on fire right now. And I want to share my enthusiasm with you, not to force or cajole you into going back to school and becoming a nurse practitioner or APRN, but I want you to know what's happening in case you haven't caught on to the latest news and the growth and excitement that's happening around the nurse practitioner career path. This week, right around Martin Luther King Day, I published a blog post over on Digital Doorway about nurse practitioners. You can find the link to that blog post in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 91. But what I said in that blog post was that Basically, 10 or 15 years ago, if you stopped somebody on the street and asked them about a nurse practitioner, some ordinary citizens might have been able to tell you what a nurse practitioner does or who that person is, but it probably wasn't as common as it is now. And a lot of those folks probably hadn't even received care from an NP, but might have been aware about what they do and that they're out there in the healthcare space. But here we are at this recording in January of 2017. Things have really changed. Nurse practitioners are in the mainstream now. They're gaining ground like never before, and things are really shifting in the landscape. Meanwhile, 
Since nurse practitioners are gaining ground around the country, a lot of nurses who don't yet have their master's degree or maybe have a different master's degree are considering the NP path because the opportunities are there and they're seeing what's happening and they're reading the writing on the wall. All right, so the biggest piece of news I want to share first is what I mentioned in the blog post. This was the U.S. News and World Report 2017 Jobs Rankings, which gets published, I think, early January every year. And they list the 100 top jobs in the United States at that time based on all of the different factors that they use to weigh why those are the top jobs. Now, pharmacists did come in in number one, and I congratulate them for that. I think that's awesome. And I'm sure my friends over at the Pharmacy Podcast Network are going to be talking about it. However, nurse practitioners came in at a very laudable number two. So NPs, congratulations to you as well. NPs, midwives, RNs, and nurse anesthetists all came in within the top 20. So healthcare has dominated the top jobs in the United States this year. So we need to pay attention to that because it's a growing sector, of course, with changes in the Affordable Care Act. We don't know what's going to happen. However, we know people are going to still need care and nurse practitioners are going to be there to fill in a lot of the gaps and provide a lot of care that people have been missing out on. So in the show notes, you'll find a link to that U.S. News and World Report article. So I would love for you to look at it. Actually, it's more than an article. It's pages and pages and pages because they give you a breakdown about salary, job growth, and other factors for each of those 100 jobs. It's really worth checking out. Some of the statistics that are quoted about nurse practitioners includes that nurse practitioners currently have a 0.7 unemployment rate in the United States. They have a good level of upward mobility happening for them right now. And the median salary at the time of this recording or the time of the writing of that article is $98,190. That's $98,190. So NPs are making decent money. So you have 50% of them making less than $98,000 and 50% making more than $98,000. That is pretty darn good, I have to say. Now, on the dark side of nurse practitionership, they do mention that nurse practitioners experience below average flexibility in terms of their jobs and their employment. So we can take that at face value. And they also have a fairly high stress level which I think all of us could have predicted without U.S. News and World Report telling us, but it's been backed up by statistics and anecdotal reporting. Anyway, so we know the vicissitudes and challenges of nursing, and we can imagine what they are for APRNs and nurse practitioners and nurse anesthetists and nurse midwives. However, if you look at the earning power, the job growth, and what they didn't mention in U.S. News and World Report, the nurse entrepreneurship aspect of being an NP, hanging your own shingle, doing your own thing. There's a lot going on out there, folks. And you can tell I'm excited. I don't want to be a nurse practitioner, but maybe you do. Now, another piece out there that I want to bring into the conversation that I also mentioned in the blog post at Digital Doorway is that the Bureau of Labor Statistics information is not full of BS. It is real 
data-driven, evidence-based information, which backs up what U.S. News and World Report is saying about nurse practitioners and nurses in general. So the BLS says that nurse practitioners, nurse midwives, and nurse anesthetists are going to produce about 53,000 jobs between 2014 and 2024. This may or may not be accurate. I think it may be actually a little bit low, but we'll see how this bears out over time because the need for primary care providers is mushrooming, exploding exponentially, and NPs are the ones who are going to jump into that gap. We've read that many physicians don't choose to go into primary care because specialties pay so much better in medicine. And when a doctor gets out of school, the level of financial debt is so enormous. In a way, you can't blame them for not wanting to go into primary care that pays so poorly. They have a lot of debt to pay and their liability, their medical malpractice insurance is astronomical. So in some ways, it's understandable that doctors are eschewing primary care, not completely, but to a large extent. So NPs are already coming to the rescue in that respect and are going to continue to do so basically out of need in the healthcare system and that NPs are trained to provide that kind of primary care across the lifespan. So if you head over to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the link to the specific page for NPs, midwives, and nurse anesthetists is in the show notes or just Google Bureau of Labor Statistics nurses or whatever other keyword you want to use. And you'll find all the pages over there at the BLS that will help you look at the information and make an assessment based on what you see there and what your career goals are. Or maybe you're just curious about nursing in general or any other occupation and you just want to see what's happening out there. It's a pretty cool site. It's pretty dry government stuff, but it's very illustrative of what's happening out there in the world. Now, an equally exciting piece of information and news salient to nurse practitioners comes out of the Veterans Administration here in the United States. I also called this out on the Digital Doorway blog post that I mentioned earlier because this is super exciting and very important and something to understand and digest because it is causing what I would characterize as a sea change in terms of career growth and opportunity for nurses, and I'll explain why momentarily. So back in 2016, some of you may have heard the reports that I was hearing that the Veterans Administration had posted an idea on their website seeking public comment regarding giving full autonomy to all nurse practitioners and APRNs within their system. So they received a lot of commentary and I'll tell you, there was a lot of negative commentary and warnings about doing so from the physician community and those who lobby and support the physician community. However, as of January 13th, 2017, guess what? It's game on. Nurse practitioners and APRNs now have full autonomy within the entire Veterans Administration system in all 50 states and they can practice autonomously at VA facilities, even if that facility is within a state that has more restrictive nurse practitioner scope of practice regulations. So this national regulation for the VA supersedes any local or state regulations on nurses' practice, well, APRN's practice or NP's practice within the VA system. 
So that is very exciting for the nurse practitioners out there who've been working in VA facilities in the states where there is not quite so much autonomy and breadth and scope of practice for them. They can now basically ignore the scope of practice regulations in that state and practice to the full scope of their abilities, skills, and expertise because they work for the VA. Now, if a nurse practitioner working for the VA was to take a second position outside of the VA system, let's say at a walk-in clinic or a doctor's office, etc., they would have to adhere to the state regulations for that position, but over at the VA, they could do pretty much anything they want, prescribe anything they want without physician oversight. That could be a little confusing for some of the folks out there trying to work in and out of the VA system. However, if you think about it, more than 20 states now have full autonomous practice for nurse practitioners. So if those nurse practitioners working in those states in the VA want to work outside that system as well, they're golden. They have full autonomy no matter where they work. So things are changing. And the reason I said that this is a game changer, that this is a sea change, is because having a large government-backed organization, healthcare delivery organization, coming out so strongly in favor of autonomy for nurse practitioners is pretty much a bellwether. I think that this change at the VA is going to have and is already having huge reverberations and ripples throughout the healthcare system in the United States. And the pressure to give full autonomy to nurse practitioners around the country in every state is really going to be growing. And I know that the Institute of Medicine, the Henry J. Kaiser Foundation, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, they've crunched the numbers. They've looked at it anecdotally, statistically, etc., and they've seen that the outcomes for the care provided by NPs and physicians is essentially the same in terms of safety, efficacy, and success. So, the statistics are telling us that NPs can practice safely in primary care, so there's really no reason for things to move forward so that NPs have full autonomy throughout the entire United States, no matter where they work. And yes, I know that physicians and doctor groups and lobbying groups for physicians have been complaining about NPs. They are fighting, in some instances, tooth and nail against NPs gaining ground and autonomy. But you know, the tide's turning, that sea change has occurs, and it's going to keep happening. Now, here in New Mexico, the New Mexico Nurses Association has really lobbied hard and made sure that NPs here in our very poor state have great scope and breadth and depth of practice no matter where they work. And we are one of the leaders in terms of progressive regulations and scopes of practice for nurse practitioners. Other states have followed suit. Others beat us to it as well. I'd love to see California and Florida come to the table as well, step into the batter's box and really hit it out of the park in terms of NP autonomy. I think it'll happen, but I think it's going to take a little time. And you, my friends, can take it upon yourselves to become active, to lobby your state legislators, to put forward bills that will increase the practice autonomy for nurse practitioners in your state. This often takes a vast, deep, long, and concentrated, focused 
lobbying effort. And the New Mexico Nurses Association and other organizations, including the ANA at large, can help you in that effort. So if you'd like to move APRN scope of practice forward in your state, there are definitely actions you can take to help make that happen. Now, physicians might feel threatened by the ascendance of nurse practitioners. They think NPs are going to take over their roles and harm patients and do things that aren't going to be within their scope of practice. But, you know, nurse practitioners have liability too. They are not going to go against malpractice laws and practice in ways that are going to endanger patients or endanger their own licenses. They know where their limits are, and they will work within those limits just like physicians do. Now, nurse practitioners aren't asking to perform open-heart surgery or brain surgery. They are asking to come in and do primary care with patients across the lifespan in a time in the United States where Access to primary care is greatly limited, especially in the inner city and in rural areas, and NPs are willing to step up to the plate and really make it happen and have more access to primary care. And if you think about what I mentioned in terms of the Veterans Administration, just imagine, think about all of the reports you've heard of veterans, combat veterans, who've given you know, such sacrifice to their country who've come back and they can't get the care that they need because of the waiting times to see a physician at the VA. Now they can access all of these nurse practitioners who are just as qualified to help them get the care they need. And I want that to expand to everyone within and without the VA system so that elders and children and adolescents and women can get the care they need wherever they live and wherever they work. So finally, we know the country is aging. We know that the baby boomers continue to get older. Well, we're all getting older, but the baby boomers are retiring. They're entering their older age. Some of them are already in quite advanced age and are in need of a great deal of health care. So NPs who want to go into primary care are setting themselves up for great opportunity, either as nurse entrepreneurs or within an organized healthcare system. If you're an NP or an aspiring NP who wants to go into gerontology, that is also an exploding area for nurse practitioners right now. There are many elders who need your support and your care. So if you love the elderly, if you love caring for them and helping them live the best lives they can, a career path as a nurse practitioner is a pretty sure bet. So folks, the evidence is in. Patient satisfaction, clinical outcomes, they're virtually the same for primary care docs and nurse practitioners. There's no argument against nurse practitioner autonomy that's going to hold water in 2017. I'm sorry, but that's the way I feel, folks. So if you're a doctor listening, uh, my apologies, but I feel pretty strongly about this. I see a nurse practitioner myself. I've gotten the best health care in my adult life from my primary care providers who were NPs. And I bet a lot of you have had the same experience. So if you want to get out there and lobby and legislate and talk to your legislators and get that scope of practice broadened and deepened, in your state, go for it. Your state nursing organization might already be on the ball, so you can jump on that bandwagon and help them out. So I want you to support this ascendancy of nurse practitioners. And 
If you're looking at what you might want to do as a nurse, let's say you've been an RN for four years and you would like to move forward in some way, take a good long look at the nurse practitioner track. It might not be for you, but if it sounds interesting to you, and especially if primary care is of interest to you across any aspect of the lifespan, it's definitely worth a gander because the job growth is there. And I want to point out that 31% job growth has been projected for NPs, nurse midwives, and nurse anesthetists between now and 2024. The average job growth for all occupations across the United States is projected as 7%. So more than four times the job growth for advanced practice registered nurses. For RNs, we're looking at about 15 to 16%, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but it's around there. So about half of the job growth of nurse practitioners and APRNs. So folks, think about it. Something to consider or something to talk to your colleagues about who are casting around for something to do or some new career goal or something they would like to accomplish. And also for your colleagues or friends or family members who would like to become nurse practitioners and haven't even worked in healthcare yet. There are accelerated programs out there. They are tough. They are highly competitive. But if, say, you're an engineer who wants to become a nurse practitioner, it is possible. It can be done. And you would be welcomed with open arms into the profession. So, folks, that's a wrap for episode 91. I'm going to be talking more about nurse practitioners and APRNs as the months go by in 2017. I'm going to start focusing on certain specialties, bringing you some reports. Hopefully, I can get some anecdotal stories from some nurse practitioners out there and let you know what's happening on the ground, boots on the ground out there around the United States in the nursing profession. So I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. I encourage you to head over to the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 91 to check out the links to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, to the U.S. News and World Report 2017 jobs rankings, and the other articles I've hyperlinked there. And you know what? You can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show. You can pledge a monthly pledge as little as $2 a month to show your love for what I'm doing here and support the Nurse Keith Show. The lovely Blair Lamb of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania just became a patron. And Blair, I am so grateful to you for pledging your monthly support. And I'm going to send you some gifts in the mail very soon. Much thanks to Blair Lamb. She says she's going to support the show for a year. And I greatly appreciate that. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T reon.com forward slash nurse Keith to pledge as little as $2. But if you pledge a little more, there are some gifts that are going to come your way in the U.S. mail. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. Check out Tim at thepodcastingguy.com. He is also the producer for shows over at the Pulse Media Network at pulsemedianetwork.com. Social media and promotion are handled by the wonderful Mark Cappiespeason. Thanks again to Mark. You're awesome. Tim and Mark, you make it all happen. Post a review of the Nurse Keith Show over on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com, and you can leave me a voicemail right from the bright pink banner on the left-hand margin of my website, at nursekeith.com. And if you have a comment or question for the show, 
leave the voicemail and I will play your voice on the air and respond to your question. So folks, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career every day, and tune in again as we continue to explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying, growthful, and fun than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, and adios till next time.